Hello, Guru Fateh. Welcome to the SIGCAST. My name is Manpreet Singh. Thank you for being with us. We are here with our Guru series um, from 1469 to infinity, talking about the 12 Gurus. And uh, with me, I have Indapreet Singh. Indapreet Singh, Guru Fateh. Nice to talk to you again. For sure. And Indapreet, today we're going to talk about Guru Haraiji. And I'm very happy that we're talking about Guru Haraiji because I feel like Guru Haraiji is the most overlooked guru. And I don't know if that's good to say, bad mm-hmm. to say, or whatever, but I remember when I was young and, uh, you know, you go to Gurmit school and you come out and uh, people would ask me or someone would challenge me, like, yeah, I can name the gurus, Panjabhata and all that. And it was like, who's the seventh guru? You know, and I would hesitate right. and I'd have to like count and do all those things because uh, you know, Guru Haraiji just didn't come to my mind. You know, the first five came, Guru Hargobind Singh Ji has Miri Piri, and then we have Guru Haraiji, and Guru Krishna Ji was the youngest, so that always came, Guru Tegh Padra Ji with the yeah, Shri and of yeah. course, Guru Gobind Singh Ji. And I was like, Guru Haraiji is the most overlooked, so I'm so happy that we're at Guru Haraiji, and we're going to talk about him and his tremendous, tremendous contributions uh, to Sikhi. So, in the brief, uh Please start us off. Take it away. Absolutely, absolutely, and I and I completely agree with you. I mean, uh, my personal journey of getting to know Guru Haraiji also started. Uh, I would say, to be honest, the best I can remember is, and I, I know the year it's 2004. And you know, back, back in 2004, 2005, I was in Canada for a little while. I was in Germany you know, for all for work, um, and uh, I used to do a little bit of reading and and writing. And I wrote something on Guru Haraiji back then. And you know, we always remember Guru Haraiji every day in our das Simro Sri Harai. That's you're right. That's where it got left at. And growing up with kids, unless we delve into the life history and the contributions of the gurus. We just maybe know them in their das, which is powerful in itself, but uh, you know, uh, taking it longer. So after 2004, when I when I started to know Guru Haraji, I did notice that in the past 10 years, I do have to give a shout out to maybe uh, EcoSik, the organization, because many of our listeners might have heard uh, every year now we celebrate something called Sikh Environment Day. Sikh Environment Day um, happened to be, become a you know kind of an official celebration not too many years ago uh, in the past decade only, and it is on March 14th every year. March 14th happens to be the first of Chet. So according to the Nanak Shahi calendar, the first month is Chet, and the first day of that uh, ends on March 14th, and that is the Gurgadi Divas of Guru Haraji. So uh, it's, for me, a very special day um, in our local Gurdwara and other places. You know, it's the Sikh New Year, it's Sikh Environment Day, it's the Gurgadi Divas of uh, Guru uh, Haraiji. It is also the uh, very, very uh, kind of detour point. It is also the day when uh, the Basant Ki Chonki finishes. So in some Nanakshai calendars, you know, there are many versions and we're not going to that. It is also Hola Malla is also on on uh, Chet the first. So it's a very interesting day, but just let's take it out and Sikh environment day and Guru Hazaiji, uh, Guru Gaddi happens on that day. 
Let me let me start with uh, Guru Haraiji's childhood. I think uh, many of the kids growing up now, I know, do know the sakhi. We call it uh, the flower, the sakhi, uh, the flower sakhi or flower wali sakhi. And uh, let me put the context as well. So everyone remembers probably from the last uh, podcast is Guru Hargobindji, our sixth master. He's uh, establishing, um, you know, an, an army is being established around, in addition to the establishment of Guru Granth, or Ad Granth in the Hamandar, the Akal Bunga is established. There is a uh, Sikh cavalry in the Sikh army. Multiple battle, battles are being fought. In all of this, Guru Harraiji is Guru, uh, Baba Harraiji, so he's not Guru yet. He is the grandson of Guru Hargobindji. Guru uh, Harraiji's father was Baba Gurditta. Uh, Guru Hargobindji had multiple sons, so he had, I'll just name them all Baba Gurditta Ji, Surajmal, Anni Rai, Baba Atal uh, Rai, sometimes it's called Baba Atal Rai, Baba Atal Ji, and Teg Bahadur. So Baba Atal. Anni Rai and Baba Gurditta Ji, all three of them passed away before Guru Hargobind Sam. So uh, there were many that were potential uh, gurus. Uh, a lot of it, the internal, I would call it, intrigue of you know family issues continued from the times of Guru Arjan Sal and Priti Chand. So, but Baba Gurditta Ji's son, Guru Har Rai, was seemingly really in tune with the Guru's teaching, um, and that was it was considered some writers write a very sensitive type of type of uh, young young boy and he used to always wear a chula well i think that the dress at that time was you know loose loose fitting heavy heavy uh, chola is like a cloak or a, a big uh, uh, you know a, a big shirt on top and he was walking through a garden now let's we'll talk about garden later on he was walking through a garden in uh, uh, the you know um housing area of Guru Hargobindji was also there. And while walking, his chola gets stuck on uh, a flower. Some say it's a rose. There are many versions of this Saki, but we'll get to the Sikhya, the actual teaching from this Saki. So he, the flower breaks because of his own chola, and he felt so bad. And he and some, some writers write that he started crying. or he, he basically became in a very melancholic mood and was sad. Guru Hargobindji witnesses all of this, tries to console him, but reminds him, and because knowing, or you know, some say that knowing that he's going to grow to be, to, to, to be, you know, something special, that um, there needs to be a balance between power and responsibility. So he says, Ki when someone with great responsibility and power walks, or when someone with great power walks, they must walk with responsibility. Everything they do impacts everything around them. So chola kaske turiyakaro is is what the some you know interpretation of the wording is. Your cloak should be tight and close to you to ensure that it doesn't adversely affect those around you. So sensitivity towards the surroundings and the environment is a, a, a kind of a teaching that Guru Hargobind Sahib is giving his his grandson. Guru Harraiji, and Guru Harraiji, in his lifetime then onwards, takes the, this sensitivity to surroundings and environment to like different levels in every aspect of 
the social and economic and natural life of a Sikh uh, Guru Haraji brings in this uh, this kind of uh, idea of a discipline and and a virtuous conduct, you know, simultaneously at the same time. So, so many, many have I think I've heard this. Uh, some of the highlights I'm, I want to give of, of Guru uh, Haraji is his love for creation and creator. Uh, from kind of em- maybe emanates from uh, that Sakhi a little bit. I have read through, and I don't think Manpreet, I don't know if uh, Guru Haraji established a city uh, like the other gurus did, but what is very clear as he developed and exists, some say, uh, some chronicles wrote one one reference I, I, I read that Kiratpur Sav, that we know today, the city of Kiratpur, was uh, Baba Gurdittaji, his father's doing, that his father had kind of set up a place over there. But what is clear, the same, right, is that as Guru Haraji grew, he really did some serious planning of that town. And he developed the town with lots of parks and gardens around it. A very famous garden that still exists today. Many who uh, um, visit uh, you know, Punjab, definitely, uh, you know, on the way from Chandigarh, all the way you wish to go north towards Anandpur Sahib, along the way is where Kiratpur Sahib is. And in there is a bag called Nolakha Bagh. Nolakha means 900,000 uh, bag. So very beautiful, lots of different, um, you know, plants and flowers and trees in there. But Kiratpur Sahib was specifically, it's a little hilly area. There's trees on one side. There's so, so kind of the... The the way it is set up is kind of a self-sustaining, environmentally friendly town known back in the day and even today um, um, there are remnants of that idea of the city is being developed with nature and environment and creation in mind. <clears throat> so let me, uh, the, the, this what I had uh, mentioned to you in the um, beginning is that back in 2004 I remember writing and reading about Guru Haraiji and uh, one of the readings that I did was from the book called The Sikh Religion by Max Arthur McAuliffe. I think I referenced him in a podcast earlier as well. But a small little uh, uh, you know, excerpt I want to read, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> so it goes, uh, In the afternoon, the guru used, to of- uh, used often to gird on his sword, equipped himself with his bow and arrows, mount his horse, and then proceed to the chase. And it continues on later. The guru took some of the animals he had obtained from the chase home with him and freed and protected them in a zoological garden, which he caused to be made for the recreation of his followers. I I remember, I think, kind of distinctly, (laughs) um, how many years ago? 14 years ago freed and protected them in a zoological garden which he caused to be made for the recreation of his followers. Now maybe it's Macaulay's way of writing it and thing, but can you imagine a guru creating a zoological sanctuary, a garden for recreation? I mean we go we all go to the zoo or we all go to a safari or something and what do we go for? We go for Maj, Musti, right? I mean to kinda just say wow to, to, to the animals. But the guru is setting this up for the recreation of his followers. So that way back then blew my mind, changed my mindset of, of what what the Guru Haraji's contribution is. You know, just the the 
being an appreciator of nature, since then, every Gurbani studies that we do and discussions that we have, even the description of Ikonkar, a Mulmantar, is where creator and creation are described. All that comes to our mind is appreciation of nature, respect of nature. You know, the, the, the environmentalists par excellence is what our gurus uh, did themselves and, and, you know, instilled, should be instilled in, in, in the six today. So, yeah, that was, that, that was very powerful for me and I thought I'd, uh, I'd definitely share that. Now, which shows that Guru Sahib in some, uh, you know, writings is presented as extremely peaceful, but, uh, you know, here uh, it's, and it's a known fact that, uh, you know, in the Mahal, in the in the kind of environment that Guru Har Gobindji was bringing up the uh, the Sikhs and the family, of course, they would be, um, you know, uh, well trained in the martial arts uh, as well as the uh, you know the soft uh, uh, arts um, as, or other other fine arts. And um, uh, as far as the martial tradition goes, uh, Guru Har Rai Ji is known to have kept a cavalry of 2200 uh, horse, horsemen so uh, 2200 cavalry at all times however it is known that Guru Haraiji refrained, refrained from trying to fight any battles or no battles were fought uh, that at least I know of during Guru Haraiji's time frame which is, which is very important to know so so here we have Guru Haraiji um, 2200 cavalry always at uh, at the ready with him but also touring uh, outside of the Punjab area he's known to have also gone to Kashmir just like his grandfather and uh, um, you know uh, working towards the, the the betterment of the Sikhs in addition to this zoological garden Guru Haraiji is known many may or may not know to have also established an herbal clinic and a pharmacy because of the garden aspect of it, you know, a lot of very rare herbs and different kinds of flowers and the herbs that had medical uh, value to them was um, also uh, available in the gardens as well. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people know that, that he had, that he actually had and maintained a garden and herbal clinic, I guess, pharmacy at all. Like, I, I never knew that until, you know, many years ago when uh, I was hearing one of your, your lectures. I found out, oh, the gurus okay. did this too. They had a sanctuary for animals. They had an herbal pharmacy, uh, you know, just to, you know, for their followers or actually for like anybody, I'm assuming, uh, because it was the guru, anyone that needed it, he would, he would, uh, you know, give medicine to. And, I'm, and, I, and I know that we're going to talk about somewhere where a story where somebody needed it and 99% of the world would deny that person, but the guru didn't. Right, right, yeah, and I was just going to get into that. So, so, so let's let's do that now. Now, imagine this. Um, we've got to put some context around it again, right? So, Jahangir uh, was the was the emperor at the time of Guru Arjan Sahib as well as Guru Hargobind. But Jahangir's son, then Shah Jahan, takes over. And remember the battles with Shah Jahan are going on. Now, guess what? Shah Jahan also had many sons. One of the sons is uh, well, very well infamous, and everyone knows Aurangzeb. Another of his sons was um, um, uh, Bala Shikon. His name was Bala Shikon. Now, this is before <laughs> Aurangzeb becomes emperor. Already, the the kind of uh, what you might call it, the uh, 
battle for the next uh, being the next emperor uh, starts. It is known again. There are many different sources of history, but one source says that Aurangzeb is the one who poisons Dada Shikon and makes him really, really sick. Uh, actually, we, we do this sake as well in the um, uh, younger younger groups at camp or Khalsa school sometimes, and the, literally the uh, text says that Aurangzeb had um, powdered tiger whiskers, so tiger whiskers and some other, you know, bad herbs, and poisoned Dara Sikho. So Dara Sikho is very very sick. Uh, um, Shah Jahan you know, his kind of, kind of, quote-unquote, favorite son is Dara Sikkon, so he's very worried, how can we, I I get my son, you know, cured. All the Hakims of the land, they tried all of their different medicines and different, you know, incantations, and nothing was working. One Hakim said, well, the only option we have left is in the herbal garden in Kiratpur Saab, uh, is Guru Harraiji, and he, he there's two specific kinds of uh, herbs that a possible could cure Dara Sikho. So the emperor sends his, his emissaries and humbly requests. Now, again, remember all of the, here we are, the quote-unquote enemy, you know, so many battles have been fought, Guru Ajahn Saab has been martyred, um, Guru Hargobind Sahib was incarcerated in Goindwal because of the Mughal Empire. And, uh, but, you know, uh, Dara Sikhon, uh needed this and a humble request came from the emperor and the guru granted it happily. Um, and if we want to be very specific, there are actually two herbs. One is long. Everyone knows what long is, cloves, right? Other is harar. Uh, it's, uh, I don't even know the medicinal name, but it's a it's a peat-sized uh, shape herb, uh, Chabulik Mirobalan, is what the, the encyclopedia had said <laughs> it is. So that was the herb that was provided. Dara Shikon becomes better. It doesn't end over there, by the way. The story doesn't end because now Dara Shikon was, uh, uh, some chronicles write, was more bent of the Sufi mindset, was Sufi mindset bent. And that, which the many different "Quote unquote sex in the Sufi uh, world as well. This was the Miyamir, uh, uh, Sai Miyamir, the, the, from the Guru Arjun Sahib and Guru Hargobind Sahib time frame um, as well. So, very interestingly, Dara Sikhon, um is very uh, grateful, uh, enamored, and also goes and visits uh, Guru Hazaiji. Uh, and when he when does he visit? <laughs> More political intrigue. When Aurangzeb is trying, there's a civil war that's broken out, and Aurangzeb is trying to take over and get the, get the emperorship as well. So that upsets Aurangzeb even more. And uh, I want to continue the story of um, uh, when Aurangzeb understands this. Uh, again, whenever the Mughal emperors, quote unquote, summoned the gurus, there were two things that were kind of the the standard. Uh, reasoning and the response uh, of of summoning of the guru. The reasoning was always both political and religious. So here is the political reason, right? Aurangzeb remembers that Guru Haraiji met with uh, Dara Sikhon and quote unquote protected him possibly during the rebellion or the or the uh, the, the civil war that was going on. Um, and and the, the religious matter is, even during the time of Aurangzeb, 
Remember I told you in, in the past podcast that every Mughal emperor always had an upper caste minister. So the whole upper caste, uh, you can call it jealousy or, you know, unhappiness with the Sikh casteless society and, and uh, you know, egalitarian nature of the Sikhs, plus someone poisoning Aurangzeb's ear is thinking that, oh, the, the grunt of the Sikhs is actually bad-mouthing the Muslims as well. So in order to answer to that, he summoned Guru Haraji. Guru Haraji, uh, so that's the reasoning. The response has always been, in all of the gurus who were summoned, none of them agreed to meet with the, uh, the emperor. Um, no, no, no one responded to the summons themselves. They occasionally, on different occasions, sent emissaries. The emissary that was sent in uh, Guru Haraiji's case was his oldest son, Ram Rai. So Guru Haraiji had three children, uh, Ram Rai, uh, Har Krishan, and I'm sorry, I might be wrong, but it was Bibi Rupkor, um, was his um, uh, daughter as well. So he had one daughter and two sons. Now, Guru Ram Raiji was sent, oh, sorry, Baba Ram Raiji was sent, and the chroniclers write Guru Har gave strict instructions to Guru uh, to Baba Ramdas. Also sent certain uh, you know very well respected individuals from the Sangat with with Ram Rai uh, to to Delhi you know to uh, in, uh, uh, when Aurangzeb summoned them to always read the Granth along the way. Um, the Guru will be your protector and answer any questions uh, with steadfastness. Again, I'm I'm interpreting the text um, so that's not a direct translation but so there was a basically Guru Haraiji preparing his son of how to respond to any of the summons so this is the very famous Taki that um, gets taught nowadays everybody knows um, Ram Rai is you know enchanted by the the Mughal court uh, Aurangzeb asks many questions ask him to perform miracles and uh, eventually asks him um, that why is this line in, in Guru Granth Sahib uh, abusing the, the Muslim uh, and, and, the, and the, it is a slok from Asakivar by Guru Nanak in, uh, which goes Mitti Musliman ki pede pei kumyar kar pande jaldi kare pukar um, we can get into a long discourse about the, the Shabbat itself but essentially it's talking about that you know, in the cremate, uh, cemetery area of where the Muslims are buried, that clay is the softest clay, and that's why what used to happen is that the um, the, the potters used to use that clay, uh, that you know, dirt to, to um, use as clay for making uh, bricks or you know other other things, and they they would burn as well. So kind of uh, burning and, and, and dying and in the uh, kind of Muslim context was, was not, not good. It, it seemed like an abuse to the, to the uh, uh, Aurangzeb and, and his henchmen. So they challenged it. Ram Rai, to please Aurangzeb, he says, no, 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 that's a misspoken, that's a misspelling or something like that. And he goes, it's actually not Mitti Musliman ki, it's Mitti Beiman ki. So he changes Gurbani. He changes the revealed word of the Guru. I'm sure many people don't know this, but uh, this could have happened, right? And uh, there was no, you know, instant. There was no, uh, 
you know, WhatsApp or anything, and suddenly someone goes and does a shikat to the guru on, on the cell phone, so you know immediately. But a few days later, Guru Haraiji did find it out. And how did he find it out? He found that out because the other, you know, respected six that he had sent with Ram Rai could not bear what Ram Rai was doing. They wrote a letter, sent their messenger back, saying that Ram Rai has done this. So Guru Haraiji got the notice from someone, and their name is actually well uh, known in history. His nephews is very well known in history, I can guarantee you. We can even talk about it in Guru Tegh Balaji's time. But uh, his name was Dargamal, Divan Dargamal. Divan Dargamal was actually given a saropa in the court of Guru Harai for having alerted the Guru of Ram Rai's activities. It's a very little bit complicated and kafi lambi chori but it's very interesting. When Guru Haraiji heard about this and read it, and it was under the signature of Dargamal, he could not bear it, and he refused from then onwards to accept Guru, uh, accept uh, Ram Rai as his son, and accept him as a Sikh. And that word got out. Ram Rai was very upset, goes to, and, and becomes, you know, friendly with Aurangzeb. Aurangzeb gives him a gift of some land uh, around the Dune Valley. Today, the city of Dehradun exists because Ram Rai and, uh, and his followers, so there's a kind of a broke off, and his followers set up a Dera in Dehradun. I don't know if how many people knew that Dehradun was also has a Sikh connection as well. I didn't know that. I was actually <laughs> going to ask you whatever happened to Ram Rai after that, and uh, you kind of said it, Dehradun. Yeah, I never knew that, that uh, he had followers and he broke it off. Um, the Guru definitely broke off uh, the connection with him. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know, he settled there, and that's why the town was called that. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, yes, yeah, so much so. So so there is other stories that come during the time of Guru Gobind Singh Ji, but... Um, after 1699, um, even the older Ratnamas and today's Sikh Rat Maryada uh, that is accepted, the Pantik Rat Maryada, does state that um, a social and economic boycott of certain groups, one of the groups happened to be called the Ramraya. But during the time of Guru Gobind there is one uh, school of thought that uh, writes that Ramrai himself repented and uh, you know accepted his fault but his followers they turned his back against himself as well and uh, so so we we don't no need to get into that we can maybe get into that at at some other time but uh, what I, this is my takeaway so lots of intrigue lots of story but my takeaway is you know gurbani is pardhan there is no Modifications uh, has ever been sanctioned for any any uh, divine uh, you know um, revelation from from the gurus. Kurbani is pradhan. This is our basically our our heartbeat, our blood. Right? You take that, you change that, you modify that. The the whole life system uh, perishes as a result. And Guru Haraiji was well known to. Um, you know, another uh, writing that I read from Principles of Singh that Guru Haraiji would, you know, towards the end of his guruship would, again, this is this is uh, the way it's presented, would get melancholic and, and, you know, would, in isolation, would have conversations with respected Sikhs that he's worried about all of the schisms and all of the different 
quote unquote maryadas that are that are churning up uh even during uh the guruship time so we have we get all you know kind of uh, boiled up in the current maryada wars that <laughs> are occurring in our modern day uh, i'll just call it that i just made made up that name and it is very hurt hurtful uh you know unity is what everyone uses as a word that should be there um but this is nothing new to, uh, from, from a Sikh perspective we always are victorious in those type of battles and wars if we take the you know astra of gurbani um that is the method for us to uh, turn up victorious in those internal battles as well his theme is compassion and i remember well I remember yeah uh, we did the last podcast and we had that discussion of people always categorizing the first five gurus as pacifists the next five as more militaristic and now we here we have we have Guru Guru Har Gobind Sahib Ji, and then we have Guru Harai Ji, and everyone knows BDPD Guru Har Gobind Singh and and the battles he had to do. Here's Guru Harai Ji, who theme is compassion. Who we just we heard that compassionate uh, story uh, about Tarasok, and just in the back he always had the 2200 cavalry ready to go to defend if need be. But he didn't need to use it. And today mm-hmm. in the podcast, we basically talked about his his compassion uh, for animals, his compassion for his people, uh, his compassion for his enemies. So, you know, the myth should be destroyed right after Guru Hargobind's side, G. But it's just funny how, you know, the myth uh, perpetuates itself uh, throughout the society. Oh, that's a very, that's a very key point um, that... that it, it, it's really, you know, since the time of Guru Nanak, the Miripiri idea, this balance of uh, big, big, you know, Seva, Simran, you know, all aspects are unified with the Ikonka. I mean, that, that's the whole idea, right? So, and But they have to manifest themselves based on the circumstance, based on the need, and also based on hukum, based on the mode of, of the Guru, when the Guru wants to relay a particular message when the guru wants to relay a, a, diff, a different message, uh, and and always the guru is guru, and it's in his most simplest form is teacher, and guru is is twenty four by seven a teacher, and, and uh, exemplifies those those attributes of midi pidi either simultaneously or you know one after another when whenever the time is needed. So and you're right, that's that's exactly. I actually haven't thought in the way that you just you just presented it that everyone thinks Guru Hargobindji changed everything, but Guru Hargobindji he didn't fight any battle. He was he was quote unquote the peaceful guru as well. But at the back always had the 2200 cavalry, uh, 2200 mounted cavalry. I mean, I actually was thinking about it the other day. Imagine, you know, outside your your house having 2200. Cavalry ready to go. That's a pretty substantial, even in nowadays, even in those days, uh, you know, from a contextual perspective. Um, so it's very impressive. Oh yeah, oh yeah, very very impressive. So, and the breed, uh, appreciate your time. I know we kind of just wrapped it up right now, but are there any other final thoughts about Guru Haraiji's life, uh, or any just just final thoughts in general that you want to leave the listeners with? I- Actually, I I do I do. Sorry, I didn't uh, look at the time. But you know, as I was reading way back again, 14 years ago, and recently as well, as I was just prepping for this, I recall many scholars have written 
that Guru Haradai Sahib was very fond of. He didn't. He didn't contribute uh, any bani of his own, but was always uh, um, encouraging uh, the recitation of bani um, at at all times. But and he, one of his uh, favorite. Uh, Bani's were not from the Guru Granth Sahib. Uh, there were some um, that he did quote, uh, but the one that uh, ha- is highlighted, at least two or three sources have have told me, is by Gurdas Ji's Var. So again, this was I translated this for myself uh, um, 14 years ago. So it's you know it's the best I could do back then. <laughs> I don't think I, I would do anything great now either. But uh, it it's it struck me uh, quite uh, quite strongly back then. It's the 28th var of Pai Gurdas, 40 number 15, in the original Gurmukhi. It starts with Pichal Rati Javana Nam Dan Isnan. Uh, uh, did I? And, but uh, let's just do the English. Uh, give me one second. <coughs> so, and and it goes like this, and we'll stop there. This was what is known that Guru Haraji would recite and teach and do vyakya of with the sangats of 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 his time. A Sikh awakes in the pre-dawn hour and enshrines the merits of nam and compassion. A Sikh speaks civilly, is humble, and happily does good to others after having earned with their own hands. A Sikh, according to the Guru's instruction, sleeps, eats, and speaks moderately. A Sikh toils to earn a living, performs good deeds, and does not let success go over the top of their head. A Sikh walks for days and nights in search of the company of those that sing the Guru's word and sings along with them. A Sikh keeps his or her consciousness merged in the Shabad and maintains love for the true Guru and the one Creator. A Sikh amid hopes and desires remains detached. A Sikh amid hopes and desires remains detached. Many have heard uh, that phrase in original Good Mukhi. It's Asa Vich Niras Valai. So it's such a easy, such a simple body. Uh, Guru Haraji's favorite, they say, right? And what the chronicles write, and he used to sing it all the time, and he used to share it all the time. So, Guru Harai Saab, the seventh uh, Nanak, was just like his grandfather, Guru uh, Hargobind Sahib, Miri Piri the Malik, was also imbued with Miri Piri uh, and love of cre- creation, and according to Painanlao Ji, was the epitome of uh, compassion. So that's the the, the story of Guru Haraji that I, we wanted to share today. And Debreed, I appreciate your time. Thank you for sharing your wisdom on Guru Haraiji. I just want the listeners to know if you have any questions, comments, um, you have our Twitter handles in the podcast notes. Do you have? Do you want to email us? It's info at sikri.org. Email us with any questions, comments, concerns. We can address them on the podcast or we'll write back to you. So Debreed, once again, thanks for your time. I look forward to our next podcast. Thank you, Manpreet. Why did you cut Why did you give it? Why did you